Welcome back, everyone, to episode 19 of the No Speeds podcast. I got Bannon Crowley to my left. Hello. Colin Martin to my right. Hello. And we are back from a two-week break. Uh, it's been a good two weeks. Kind of just reorganize ourselves. Uh, Star break. Yep. <laughs> Colin, you want to take it away? Yeah, back better than ever. Uh, well, arguably. So, <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's start with the NBA. Uh, there's been a lot going on, especially there since the last time we talked. So the NBA Finals has you know has been decided. It be it's the Suns versus the Bucks, and we're already three games in as we're talking right now. The Suns have a two-one lead after losing just last night, and yeah. So I think the best way to do that is just talk about last night's game uh, to wrap up the first two games. The Suns came out pretty strong. They held the lead pretty much the whole game in both. Yeah, they but, were at home. So yeah, but then last night they went to Milwaukee, and anytime they go back to Milwaukee, Chris Middleton goes crazy. And, and no team has shot good in Milwaukee. I yeah. think the shooting percentage in Milwaukee in the playoffs is like 30% from opposing teams. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, Booker struggled last night. Giannis had a great game. He came back and people weren't sure if he was going to be 100%. And even if he's not, he's playing better than ever. Yeah. What was that, 41 points last night? He was great on the glass. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are talking about that they want Milwaukee to start him at center. Because when Giannis is in the post, although his post moves aren't super refined, he's been dominating down there. So there's a lot of different lineups you can do when you have a guy that's that big playing this well. But, I mean, yeah, how do we feel this series is going to go? Does Milwaukee have a chance to come back or does Phoenix wrap it up? Cam, you want to start? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a home advantage the whole series, you know. Just, I think Bucks are going to get this win uh, next game and I think I think it'll go to seven honestly I didn't think that in the beginning of the series but as because speculation about Giannis not coming back but as you see him play and he's not really a hundred percent yet and get him 41 points I mean D-Book had a bad game but you still you have that energy from the fans in Milwaukee and then also Phoenix there too it's just it's people say it's like oh it's like the most boring series for a finalist but really it's just a really good finals it's a really young stud finals and it's just kind of turning out how we're hoping it to be yeah uh, i want to say something real quick about that i think a lot of people are mad that it's not a los angeles team versus brooklyn because people want to see star power but legitimately these are two of the five best teams in basketball they've played that way the whole season they're high seeds and they're both in both of their conferences and i think they have so many exciting players in this series i think people are underrating the quality of this finals because it doesn't have lebron or curry in it mm. which i don't think is fair to all the great players on both teams or kevin durant yeah <laughs> true how do you feel about the series man or jason tatum yeah i mean i think because Giannis is like a star but i mean one two of the last three mvps yeah <laughs> depending on if he deserved them or not but um, he's still a great player. I mean, Devin Booker is going to be a superstar soon. Everyone seems like wants to see Chris Paul win, but there's just like, I don't know, there's not like one of the huge NBA stars, so I guess it's not really marketed as much as it usually would be. Yeah. I still think Giannis is, honestly. Yeah, but, but I, he's, he's in Milwaukee not, is the problem. Uh, yeah. It's not his fault, but I mean, I think it's still a good series overall. I personally haven't watched any of the games, really. I've seen all the highlights and stuff, but I think it'll still be a good series. I think it'll go to six games, and I think the Suns will win. Um, so yeah. Suns in six. I, I have the same opinion. I think Milwaukee is going to pull out another game, whether it's next game or game five, whatever it may be. But I still like Phoenix in this. Uh, they It was a bad shooting night last night from Book, and Paul didn't do that great. But seeing the role players step up, Cam Johnson, we were just talking about it before we recorded, uh, he played great. And the role guys are stepping up. Torrey Craig isn't healthy. I think if he plays and plays 100%, he's great on the defensive end. And Aiton, uh, I saw some someone's had this take, and I agreed with it. It was that Aiton is a great player, and he showed he's great this whole series. But Phoenix isn't a winning team when he's their top scorer. So I think as long as Paul and Book step up and Aiton is their third option and just plays well, and they all you know coexist like they have been, I think the Suns are one of the most unbeatable teams right now. Yeah. So I, I like them in six. I think Giannis is going to keep playing great. So it's going to be hard for Phoenix to just sweep the rest of it. But yeah. I think kind of to bounce off of that, I don't think Aiton necessarily has to be the third option scoring wise, but I would say the third person to touch the ball because Chris Paul 
obviously he can score, but they can win games if he only scores like 10 points because he can get like 10 assists and pass the ball around. So as long as Aiton's like the third guy to touch the ball, he can still go and score more points than Chris Paul, but he's just got to be... I think Chris Paul should definitely touch the ball before Aiton does. Yeah, agreed on that. Uh, Yeah, so moving on to the draft, which we're about two, three weeks away from right now. Uh, the Pistons ended up winning the lottery. Uh, the second pick went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, or sorry, the Rockets, then the Cavs, then the Raptors for the top four. Detroit basketball is back. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a narrative that I'm hearing a lot, actually, because their rebuild that they constructed. Got a great yeah. young core over there. Their rebuild went about as perfect as, the, the as it could. The going to be going over there pretty soon. Who's the boys? Your boy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so they're projected, like, expected to take Cade Cunningham, and... I don't know if they might trade it. <laughs> it, it leaves them with a spot where they can play Isaiah Stewart, who was great last year. Killian Hayes can come back from the injury, maybe run some two. Yeah, and, and I still think he'll be fine yeah. off the injury. It's nothing bad. And Cade can run one through three really effectively. So that Pistons team, they're in a really good spot. And I, Grant coming back, too. Yeah, they're a team that... Sadiq Bay. Yeah, they're a team that could benefit or that I believe did benefit, obviously, the most from the lottery, but they were the team that needed this number one pick the most, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's cool to see him. And also, like Banning was talking about in the last episode, as he predicted, the Raptors jumped up. And <laughs> I al- call it that. Although man. they didn't you get the it. one pick, they jumped to number four. And Rich, all- I mean, they were supposed to get, what, yeah. 10? Yeah, they were the nine, 10 odds. Yeah. And so, so having a guy like Jalen Suggs that is projected to come into there, and yeah. I think it's probably the best fit there for what they're looking for. Especially if, if they lose a guy like yeah. Kyle Lowry. If they move on from Lowry, I think Suggs comes in, and at 18 years old, he was playing as if he was 22 in college. He looked really comfortable, and I think that translates well into the NBA. Very good at lucky shots, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and other guys, I mean, just to mention, we're not probably going to go deep into the prospects yet. That's for another episode. Uh, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley... Uh, Jonathan Kuminga, Scotty Barnes, Davion Mitchell, all those guys are going to be looking for new homes and a lot of predict, uh, predicted trades. I mean, the Magic can move up, the Cavs can move down. Yeah, you know, Thunder possibly. Yeah. Could, mm. Seen a lot of people saying they might move into the top three. The Pelicans say they yeah. want to trade out of their spot to get a player. The Knicks are a team that's made it pretty well known that they'd be happy to move up in this draft too. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Whether they should or not. Yeah, I mean. I don't think they should, but. Their front office makes a lot of decisions that are questionable sometimes, but, yeah. you know, hey, it worked kind of well this year. Got him back into that playoff push. Yeah, in the very weak East besides the top three teams. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so one thing I want to talk about before we move on from the trades is the Thunder moving up. Because you mentioned that briefly, yeah. and if the Thunder move up, what position or player do you expect them to be looking for? I mean, I think a great player... I think Mobley would fit in that team very well, but obviously I don't think they can... I don't know if he'll be able to trade up to number two, but at the same time, I wouldn't be... like I could definitely see the Rockets taking another guard Yeah. just because... KPJ tweeted out earlier today that he wanted to move to point guard this year, so so if that happens, Jalen Green slides into that two spot really well. Do we see this trade package for the number three? Do we see Kemba going in that or no? It depends. If they go to number three, who's the Cavs? Yeah, I don't, the Cavs I, no, are not going to take no. Kemba Walker at all. I think. Unless in, they trade Colin Sexton. In order yeah. to move up, it would have to be their sixth pick, and I believe they also have the 10th pick. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would pretty much. The Thunder could move up yeah, just with picks. It would pretty much be those two and possibly a future pick to move up. Yeah, yeah Thunder and, and the sixth pick. And I like, I like the Thunder's ability to move up. Because they're not really giving too much up. And if and I understand why Cleveland would want to move down also because if they have this crowded backcourt and they want to hold on to Sexton yeah. and Mobley goes, they're kind of at a loss right there. And if they move down, they could get two young prospects, maybe wings or a yeah. big. Because I think they're forward. probably looking at Mobley, but yeah, it depends. I mean, if he falls from the second spot, I think they would definitely take him there. I actually, besides number one, I think three, the three spot is one of the best places to pick this year. Because the teams that are up there, whether they're traded there or we're talking about the Rockets and the Cavs, they both teams could benefit from either player. Because if the Rockets draft Mobley, they can run Wood and Mobley. If they draft Green, they can do KPJ and Green. And the Cavs, if they can get Green, they can move on from Sexton and trade for a wing. Or if yeah. they get Mobley, him and Jared Allen would be a great shot blocking duo in the front court. Yeah, Sexton has been on the trading block, rumored to be. 
and I've seen a lot of trades for him, possibly for Ben Simmons. So if you get him, move him to the wing and then yeah. draft a guard. Actually, I really like the idea for Ben Simmons trades. We don't have like a segment where we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. But when it comes to Ben Simmons, you know, his poor play in the recent playoff series where the Sixers lost to Atlanta and just his general statements that people don't believe that he's worth the number one pick when he was drafted, all this stuff. And I think people are underrating his trade value a little bit because he still is so young and he is so good at certain things. He just, he can't be one of the top scorers on your team is what we found out. And I mean, if he goes to Cleveland, there's no no pressure at all on him. And I think that's what he needs. I'd actually love to see him in Cleveland because him and Jared Allen could be dynamic in the front court. Garland could develop and Jalen Green in there. I mean, I think that's a great move for both teams and getting Sexton in Philadelphia. I think Sexton is definitely like a lot more solidified than Garland at this point. Yeah. But he's definitely a replaceable player. And from the Sixers side, I think Sexton is one of those guys that could help them move on. I mean, he doesn't have to be the number one scoring option, but I think pairing him with Embiid would be great. And I also think, although Jalen Green and Sexton don't look the same they don't necessarily play the same i think their role is really similar they're the type of guys that can put up 25 points per game seasons yeah but some may criticize them for not being dynamic as a playmaker and i think if you're cleveland and you can move sexton and get simmons jalen green might step in and do at least the same or maybe better than sexton which i think is really interesting sexton i mean they both kind of switched between the season but i kind of viewed garland more as the point guard yeah garland can definitely play make a little better uh yeah now on to some international play team usa lost a scrimmage last night to the nigerian national team and it it was kind of demoralizing for team usa fans it's a lot worse than they expected yeah it's more that was one of those games that you look at and it's like all right that's a 40 point win but <laughs> well, they yeah, were favored yeah. by 27 and a half i think yeah and it's crazy uh precious Achua, gabe vincent all of those guys on that Nigerian team. All yeah, the- Precious Chua, he uh, <laughs> gave an invite to Kevin Durant for his <laughs> <block> party. party. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Cam, I want to start with asking you, how do we think this will affect Team USA once it gets to the real games? Um, honestly, I, I think it's just... I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it's the first scrimmage that they're playing together, you know. Um, they didn't really play that well. Nigeria shot them out of the court, did crazy three-point shooting well not with the basketball not, with, with the basketball <laughs> um i think this is just a rough spot i think things will pick up next game and it's just the scrimmages so it really doesn't even matter yeah but i think usa still winning it like there's no i think it's going to be nice when the guys that are in the finals right now uh come back to the team yeah because right now last night they were replaced by sadiq Bey. Uh, Darius Garland and uh, John Jenkins, who didn't touch the court, but he took well, over the those spots. Those guys should still yeah. be playing. They should, yeah. yeah. He took over, the, but they took over the spots of Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, and uh, forgetting who is it. Book, probably. It's yeah. One of anyways, those three guys that are more elite NBA talents. Yeah. And but I mean, you're playing against Nigeria. I those know. guys are coming off the bench. They should still be. I think it's yeah. It's definitely a weird loss you don't expect to see stuff like that but nigeria was hitting but i still have usa as the favorite to win the whole thing as you know everywhere else does i know super hot Hot take take. (laughs) but i you know i think it might be tougher than they anticipated because the international talent when it comes to basketball has expanded so much and you you see it year after year it's been four or five years five years five years now and the game has gotten so much larger globally yeah it's been a big five years and i think you'll see that in their games even though i still think they almost every team has at least i would say two or three nba players some have almost a whole starting five exactly yeah yeah and uh a little more about international stuff the u19 usa team featuring guys like Jaden ivy chet holmgren and a lot of uh, Kennedy Chandler, a lot of yeah, elite, Lofton. yeah, a lot of elite uh, college or rising freshman college athletes. Yeah. Uh, they won the tournament or the FIBA World Cup. They beat France and Victor Wembanyama. Very close game. Night. Yeah, and it was a great game. And I think one of my takeaways that I just want to talk about is that uh, Chet Holmgren, he's the top prospect of the 2022 class, and Wembanyama is the top of the 2023 class. And Victor totally outplayed Chet, yeah. and it was it was really fun to see. And I like both of their talent because they're both big men, uh, seven one and seven three, I believe. 
that can really shoot and they have a great face up post up game. And I think those two are going to change, not, uh, I don't want to say change, but almost revolutionize the NBA big once they come into the league. And seeing them face off was great. Uh, Victor got the best of Chet, but I think they both have extreme amounts of talent. Chet still won the MVP though, because yeah. they won the game. Yeah, but right. he didn't deserve it either. Yeah, I I, Ivy was easily the best uh, out of I Purdue. Know. I think Ivy was great. I mean, Lofton put up great numbers yeah, too. He went awesome. in there, unranked guy, playing at Louisiana Tech, yeah. and then goes in and plays great all tournament. And I mean, they have Chandler, another yeah. great player, five-star recruit. Baldwin, another five-star recruit. I mean, the top point guard and top small forward. You have Chet Holmgren, who is the best prospect. They're, they Number weren't going to lose, but I mean... That France team was awesome, yeah. though. I really liked all their players. And it's cool seeing these guys that are at college but aren't talked about as much. Having a great FIBA run totally keeps you in the minds of more players yeah. and more scouts. Because, I mean, Lofton, there's a possibility he transfers to a bigger school now and really shows up. Yeah. And I like, I like Ivy at Purdue, too. I hope he becomes one of those guys that proves that he can be an NBA talent because I really like his game. Yeah. yeah. Any word on that, Cam? Any uh, arguments? Yeah. It'll be uh, good to see, though, the Olympics overall. We saw the U19 team, but I think the Olympics, obviously, everyone knows that Team USA is the favorite, but other great teams, I mean, Serbia, they have Boban, and they have uh, the, the guy on the Heat, Belicia. Oh, yeah, I'm not even. Bilecha. Yeah, Boban, yep. Boban's taking them for the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Boban. I mean, he's that guy that is in the NBA and is at the bottom of the bench, but then he goes in and what had like 30 points yeah. in his first game. He's he's like Dikembe Mutombo yeah. Uh, yeah. when you go to international stuff. I mean, great teams too. Spain and France have great players. Mm. Um, Australia, who I'm supporting, besides the USA, I hope they go far. I mean, they got guys. Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Aaron Baines, Della Vadova, Josh Green, Exum, and Thibault. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. Because yeah. yeah. you have like you don't really have a superstar. I mean, Patty Mills is kind of the head Mills of the team. Goes crazy in international play he though. Does. He's like how Carmelo Anthony would always be so great for Team USA. That's how Patty Mills is for Australia. He always shows up. So I hope they uh, at least get bronze this year. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited for it. Uh, kicking over to the NFL, uh, the Washington football team is ready to announce their team's new name in early 2022. So, next meaning, season. yeah, it's this Probably whole this whole after season. After the Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah, like around next offseason. So yeah. we're getting another... After they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> another year of the Washington football team. And we didn't really plan this out, but... I have a list of the names. Yeah, but yeah. Banning has a list of some of the names, and we are we can just talk real quick about what we like, what um, we don't. They have about, like, 30 names left. Um, Are you going to name all of them? Uh, no, I'll go <laughs> through the good ones. I mean, they have, like, the Aces, which is already a WNBA team. Um, <laughs> the Ambassadors, the Archers. Uh, they got rid of the Warriors today because they don't want any ties to Native Americans at all for some reason. Um, they have the Guardians, the Icons, the Monarchs. The Presidents, the Razorbacks, and some of the fan favorites, the Red Tails, the Red Wolves, the Red Hogs. A lot of people wanted the kind of the red theme. They have Washington, D.C. Football Club, um, Washington Capital City Football Club, 32 <laughs> FC, which is like a soccer name, basically. They're the 32nd Football Club, apparently. Uh, football team and the Wild Hogs, just to name a few. I mean, I'll say it straight up. I think all, all of those names are awful. Yeah, I, I like I like if they're gonna stick with the red theme. The Red Wolves is cool. Mm. You know, it could work. I kind of like the Red the, Hogs. Yeah, those would be good. Because they, they were always the Hogs for so long. Yeah. That's what they were known as yeah. as their nickname. And like, I think they should kind of stay away from just the 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 city name or yeah. I don't club. like that. I don't. I don't like yeah. that. I just. I'm not someone I, fit. Pat McAfee on his show always talks about how much he likes that, but I think it would be kind of weird to see. Yeah, I like, out of all those options, I think they should just stick with football team at this I point. Don't know. I like the Red Tails. Maybe something like the Sentinels, like Washington Sentinels. It'd be cool. I wasn't that the hockey team. Uh, They're the Capitals. Capitals. Yeah, I, I like the Red Tails because I know there's history behind that one with the. I believe that's still related to Native Americans because it has to do with their pilots. And yeah, stuff I just like that I feel like they. Era. Yeah, I don't know. If, do that, yeah, I feel like they're quick to move on from that theme, but I think if they want to just switch to like, you know, a name that can honor those sorts of people, I'd respect it too. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's... I just hope they don't pick a team of like, uh, I mean, because they have options on here, like the Monarchs, the Royals, and like, I feel like you got to come up with a new name, like not something that there's already another team, even if it's in like a different league 
I think you can come up with something original. You have like a million people in the organization. I think you could come up with something that's decent. Yeah, I mean, I've always been so interested in rebranding and, you know, expansion teams and yeah. how many cool names there can I be. I mean, EA is better at coming up with expansion yeah. teams than these guys. And Washington DC and the DMV as a whole has a lot of cool history that they could work with. And I feel like I don't want Washington to be another team that fumbles the bag for no reason yeah, when they because have because like the Wizards are like okay but yeah. I, they're not great mm -hmm. I feel like it's just a weird spot because you don't want to do anything political and but, but that's, Washington DC that's Washington, what they're known DC, for so yeah I feel like they could even branch out more and kind of go with like the more like even the DMV area yeah or even yeah. move somewhere else I don't know if yeah. that's in the plan right yeah. now, but I probably mean, in the future. I mean, you don't really. Yeah, go to Louisville. Yeah, that would be Louisville better. Stampede. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. So next up, uh, Mahomes comments on Justin Herbert banding. You want to break this down for us? So uh, Patrick Mahomes was at a um, golf tournament with Travis Kelsey and um, who was there? Justin Timberlake, some other guys. Someone in the crowd was talking about uh, Justin Herbert. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, I believe he said, because uh, he said to watch out for Justin Herbert this year, and he said, I'll believe it, or I'll see it when I believe it, which um, <laughs> it doesn't really work. I think he meant to say the words the other way, but um, just some friendly quarterback competition. And I think he should watch out because Justin Herbert is not going to be as good as Mahomes, but he's going to get up there, so... Just a guy to watch out for. Patrick Mahomes is uh, sitting up there, but he'll be knocked off. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, he's going to be knocked off by Mac Daddy. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Next five years, Mac Jones, best quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is not going to be in the NFL. <laughs> we never even made <laughs> Cam Scott gone. take post. Yeah. That was just... We were not going to like that. Uh... Yeah, I think what's interesting about Herbert, and I was so impressed with him this year. I mean, yeah. rookie year, or offense rookie year, totally deserving of it. But is he going to be one of those quarterbacks that has that sophomore slump? And I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. I, it's always interesting because it comes His coach up, let him down. It comes up so often, but with a new head coach, with all the weapons that he had before, and mm -hmm. just getting yeah. more comfortable with the system, I think maybe he'll have a rough like first couple weeks because it's a brand new system. But I think but he'll. He's. He's such an elite talent. I don't imagine him falling off. And you weren't off. a big fan of Herbert going into the draft. No, it's, it's funny because I, I didn't see the talent transitioning to the NFL super well because Oregon does this little dink and dunk system where they do a lot of screens. And he was great at those screen passes, but I didn't see the deep range talent like coming towards the NFL. And I think his rookie year just proved me completely wrong. And I'm willing to switch up on it because... When someone plays that good, I'm not just gonna stay a hater because I didn't I've, like him in college. I know. Yeah. I've uh, I've always been a Justin Herbert guy, uh, even when he was there his junior season, when uh, the Giants were taking for him, and then he decided to stay in college and go another year. But <laughs> glad that he went to the Chargers and not the Dolphins, even though he's better than Tua, and Tua will be out of the league soon. Him and Drew nope. Locke are on the same level right now. Drew Locke, maybe Tua, <laughs> just wait. I'm waiting. Just wait. I'll be waiting. He's only out he one year. He's five. only out one year. Give him a chance. He played like half a year. He had to get benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. They who's other way around too. They switched. Ryan Fitzpatrick's well, a starter. Yeah, year. you just oh, said right. he's winning the yeah. Super Bowl. Who Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah, yeah. You said football so the teams football got team's him. gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, last year he wasn't good. Ryan right. Fitzpatrick's not going to be the starter this He was year. good for what, who's who gonna, he is. Who's going to start in Washington? Do you think Heineke's going to? Yes. They, uh, they already said Fitzpatrick's going to start. Okay, they said Andy Dalton was going to be the starter. <laughs> I don't believe That's these NFL man. experts. They're not experts <laughs> on anything. It's like the weatherman. Exactly. They don't know what they're talking about. I only trust one weatherman. Not <laughs> OJP. Uh... Yeah, let's move on to the UFC. I'm probably going to take a back seat here. And so let's just start with the McGregor versus Poirier fight. Banning, your opinions. Um, well, McGregor went into this fight. Last fight, he was. Uh, they were all nice to each other. They uh, And then McGregor lost. And then he came out this fight, and he said uh, he didn't want to like come out, I guess, as a nice guy anymore because apparently Poirier took that as his weakness. And then... They were fighting in the first round. It was getting interesting. They were both going at each other. And then McGregor broke his ankle. Um, and that kind of stopped the fight. And Poirier won. I still think he would have won, even if McGregor didn't break his ankle. Just because 
I think yeah. McGregor's going downhill at this point. But he, after the fight, he was talking to him, saying how his wife was in his DMs yeah. and stuff like that. So there's still money in McGregor, so it depends on what he wants to do at this point. Uh, do we see a fourth fight? I think it's up to Poirier, because, I mean, McGregor will. Well, but, he said in the... Yeah, he said he they're going to either fight outside or, or in the octagon, they're fighting and somewhere. Did you see, I saw this video, you might have seen it, when uh, McGregor's on the they ground. They came out with another angle, and he was saying all that like, stuff. Yeah, uh, he was going to, like, kill him and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think that McGregor took it too far, or... I think he did a little bit. I mean, it's part of his character, but at yeah. the end of the day, he's... I, I mean, he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, money-wise he is. They yeah, can still yeah. sell him, but he's... I mean, Poirier's probably the best in that weight class right now. And I think McGregor could either go for that fourth fight or fight Diaz, I mean, for their third fight because Diaz is just a giant name in the UFC too. Yeah. So it depends on what McGregor wants to do because they can make a lot of money off of him. So And him and Dana Wade are buddies. So yeah. it depends on what they want to do with that. Um, another fight was uh, Burns, who fought against um, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, the number two versus number four in that weight class. Um, Burns beat him by decision, and the, they went five rounds, and he won by points. It was a good fight. I mean, both fighters very top five in the weight class. But the problem with Burns is that he lost to the champion Usman in his last fight, so he can't really go back at that point. So he's in kind of a weird spot. I think he could probably, it depends on what he wants to do, but um, I think he could possibly fight Leon Edwards, who's the number three in that weight class. So kind of just whoever wins that one could be the number one contender because Usman's probably going to fight Covington, who's currently the number one contender. Um, so I think that's probably where that will go. Um, uh, we also had Greg Hardy who fought over the weekend Former. NFL fan favorite Yeah, really great guy Yeah, and he <laughs> got beat up um, so I'm sure everyone at home was watching that um, I saw Bengal who's um, shout out Bengal that's probably the fifth time we shouted him out yeah. in an yeah. episode Yeah, he's the boy he tweeted out um, the world's great we just saw Greg Hardy get beat up in the first round and not surprising as he is a Giants fan and also not an awful person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't... I'm also a Giants fan and I don't like Greg Hardy, but oh. I feel like it doesn't come from him yeah. being a cowboy. Yeah. I think it just comes from him beating up his girlfriend. I have nothing yeah. against the Cowboys, just I like seeing Greg Hardy get his ass knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've watched Greg Hardy's past fights just because it's intriguing to see an NFL player. I would have liked if it was someone that was... A better person yeah like it would have been cooler to see someone else from the nfl fight but um yeah it was a it was good to see him get beat up <laughs> and then we had um sean o'malley win who is one of the rising stars in the ufc right now i mean he comes out every fight with different colored hair he comes yeah. out with uh different colored trunks every time he's kind of been like that Allen Iverson type guy he's really pushing it because before they had you have to have like set colors for your trunks and he's come out with a bunch of different colors so um, he called out Rob Font who is the number four ranked in that division and O'Malley wasn't even in the top 15 going into this week but I think it would be a good fight to see I don't know if O'Malley's there at that point but if he does and he beats the number four ranked he can definitely move up into the top 10 at least. So he's a really intriguing guy just because he's so young. And I think he could definitely, if he gets his skill up, just because he's hasn't really had too many big fights yet, but he could definitely get up there and be one of the UFC's like superstars just because he has that charisma. Because the whole point, I mean, Poirier said it after, he goes in and fights just because he's good at fighting and scrapping. But the whole point of it, like the UFC especially is you have to be able to talk because no one's gonna really watch two guys who just go out there and fight and like if they don't really say anything in the press conferences it's not as exciting as a guy like McGregor who went out there and lost in the first round and he got beat in the last fight but everyone wants to see him fight just because he has everything to say so yeah easily one of the best parts of the UFC in my opinion is the talk yeah. you got if you're not saying anything yeah. then What's the fun in that, exactly, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, kicking over to the NHL. Now we're letting Cam take the reins here yep. as the Lightning win the Stanley Cup so in five games. So the Lightning win back-to-back fraud Stanley Cups. Sounds like the NBA right now. <laughs> it, no, honestly, it's they're the Lakers of the NBA, honestly. But $20 million over the, over the salary cap. But um, so last year you get the Lightning. They win a Mickey Mouse Cup. And then this year they win a shortened season cup. Um, you know, uh, Vasilevsky, uh, he's the only one I like on that team. Wins the Conn Smythe, their goalie. Five series in a row with a shutout uh, series winning game, which is pretty crazy. Um, he was just on it. How does this um, relate to your predictions from last episode? <laughs> no, honestly, my predictions. I said the Lightning in five, and they won in five. I said you finally I, got a good one. I knew the Canadians. Were <laughs> I don't remember, one. but uh, I, believe <laughs> I knew the Canadians were going to win. Back. But um, yeah, you know, um, it was very an uneventful series. Uh, this is how everyone expected it to go. A lot of people expected a sweep. Um, props to the Canadians. You know, they have a really young, uprising team. And to go into the playoffs as underdogs and make it to the Stanley Cup with such a young team is really incredible. And everyone stepped up on that team. In basketball terms, is it like and, if the Hawks made the finals? Uh, how how would we call like, it? It's like if like... Are we more like the Grizzlies? Yeah, we... like the Grizzlies. Well, yeah, it's just like the NBA. The shortened season this year doesn't count. Yeah, pretty much. The last exactly. team to actually win a championship in the NBA was the Spurs. Because all the other ones mm-hmm. after that are arguable. When Draymond Green got suspended, <laughs> yeah. when Kevin Love and Kyrie got hurt, it's just yeah. not real. Kawhi's lucky shot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the playoffs were that just... one matters. Yeah. I think you made the shot. Well, yeah, but okay. Kevin was hurt in the finals. The back back to the NHL. So, it was one of, honestly, for me, it was one of the greatest playoffs I've had. I think the NHL has yeah, had... Yeah, you played great. In games. <laughs> <laughs> The NHL has had in recent years, it was just a lot of fun games and series, and there's a lot more physicality to it. Um, but there is some trash talk going from the uh, Lightning right now. Uh, Nikola Kucherov saying that when the Canadians won, they kind of freaked out in the city in uh, Montreal, and they had through like a party, and he called their fans out saying, why are you celebrating? You only won one game. And now he's pretty much calling out the whole NHL. Um, I won't be surprised if you see uh, headhunting for him next season, please. Um, <laughs> headhunting in hockey? Yeah. What are they gonna like hit him with a stick or the puck? <laughs> dude, their bodies—they go open they ice. That, that kid's dead, dude. Um, well, but, they won the last two championships. Yeah. I think he has room to talk. Yeah. From the well, outside, all of them are Lamickies, so. <laughs> Uh, um, a trade that happened today, which is really big. Uh, Duncan Keith from the Blackhawks get traded to the Oilers for Caleb Jones and a third rounder. Uh, I think this is a really, really good trade for the Blackhawks. Really bad trade for Oilers, just a kind of salary cap. Duncan Keith really falling off, getting older, and has been a really just kind of declined and been bad for the Blackhawks lately. A part of that, like early 2010s Stanley Cup couple wins. Um, for the Oilers, it's just kind of a pick you know he's not really gonna do much but Caleb Jones he's young he's already way better than Duncan Keith is right now and he's gonna be a really good asset for the Blackhawks um but you also see some players in the Blackhawks like Jonathan Taze took off this past season and he's getting older you see what's next for them for this team because you know they're kind of going into that rebuild phase you know Patrick Kane he's really good he had a really good season this year but how much does he have left in the tank yeah, <laughs> good question. Another really disappointing team for me this season, even though I hate them, and I'm not surprised, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, I mean, you have all these star-studded players. You got William Nylander, Aust- Austin Matthews. Uh, oh, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Matthews. Uh, oh, what's his name? Isn't that the Nilk Boys' favorite team? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the no, not no. Nook boy was <laughs> Steve. Does it? They're gonna come back next year. Well, I mean, Josh Richardson, Marner, Josh Marner. Richardson you have all these guys. The ambassador for the NHL now. So, but you have all these guys, and you know, you just get knocked out of the first round by the Canadians, and every year you just suck, Maple Leafs. But yeah, that's a wrap of the NHL. Uh, next year. 
It's going to be a very fun year, and it'll be the first normal season again. Yeah. Cam, so will it count next year? Yes, it will okay. count next year. All right. Uh, we have more that we need your opinion on. The MLB, they just had their draft uh, yesterday, yep. and we're at the All-Star break starting tonight. How do you feel about the draft? I know the Red Sox had uh, the fourth yeah. overall pick. So the draft was a very good draft. All these first rounds was just star-studded, really good players. Um, you see, a, I saw, I watched the draft like the first 20 picks. Um, a lot, a lot of players dropped, especially the kid who the... Uh, Red Sox picked up Mayers. He was supposed to be the first overall pick. He dropped to number four. Um, ro uh, rocker, pitcher out of Vanderbilt. He was projected to be higher. Dropped to the 10th pick. Vandy boys. Vandy boys. Shout yeah. out Matty Ford's favorite baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack Leader, he goes number two to the Rangers. Uh, I was surprised. I was really hoping for the Red Sox to get him. He's really good. He's one of those players who goes through the farm system really fast, gets pulled up. And, you know, he's he was just a beast for Vanderbilt. Um, but yeah, I think this is a lot of good guys. And one thing that like people I see all around the internet is just like for MLB drafts, you don't draft for position, you draft for talent wise. So that's why you see a lot of short stops go in the first round because that's, you have the most talent there. Um, a quick thing on the Red Sox, you know, we have a lot of, in our farm system, we have three players right now who are really good. Uh, Blaze Jordan, uh, I forget his first name, something Duran and Kevin. No, <laughs> Duran, not Duran. Oh, uh, Duran, Duran. <laughs> and then you also got Jeter Downs. Uh, these kids coming up, you may. And with Bogarts, he's getting older, and there's a very high chance of him not resigning in the next year's. And he was in trade talks beginning of the season, but he's an all-star this year, so that could change. But really, in drafts, you look for the future, five, six years ahead. And I think this is going to be one of the best drafts in the past couple years. Yeah. I always think it's interesting how the MLB, with the, their drafts, what I've noticed is that it's not like the NFL or, or no, the NBA. Not at all. But also, like one part of that that I noticed the most is that when there's a guy that's going to be the number one pick in the NBA or in the NFL, they go number one. Yeah. In the MLB, talent is judged so differently yeah. that one scout could have a guy number two and one can have a number like mm. 45. It's insane. And you see, you see a lot of that too. You know, you see. Most drafts are the same, but also there's really surprising like a lot of people drop, a yeah. lot of players drop because you have these teams uh, like the Rangers and the first like three teams usually they'll usually pick for like position, but after that it just goes by stars and yeah. potential. Yeah. Um, I saw another tweet on uh, Twitter. How do we feel about this? Um, shout out Bengal. He said the Yankees just drafted future Hall of Famer Trey Sweeney. Mm. So uh, I saw that. I right when he picked them, I knew this kid's gonna be good i think this is a hot take well, right he's here a future hall of famer he, it's a hot take right here you could put this on instagram everyone listening i think he will be better than Derek jeter i think he will i Bro, think I've, I've heard a lot of people say recently that Derek jeter is very, like overrated all time Just no i <laughs> no i mean i hate the yankees yankees you suck but Derek Jeter have like the most um like uh what are they called not like drops but errors? Errors. errors in like history or whatever I don't know. I feel like I saw that. Quite short, very high. But he's just like when you play the position so long. I don't yeah. watch a ton of baseball, but that kind of makes sense. Derek Jeter's just like one of the once in a generational players. You know, he brings the new, like the next generation of baseball, kind of like Tatis and Otani. But I just think Trey Sweeney, he'll just be better. It's like he's going to be post, get the engagement yeah. up. Yep. And in the next Trevor five years, is a bum. Yeah, <laughs> put them all in one. When he gets in like three, four years, he'll get brought up, and I think he. So it'll be a slow start, but once once he gets in there, once he's like 24, 25, he'll just fit right in and just be a total villain for the whole MLB. I don't I don't know him. Is he out of college or high school? Uh, so a lot he's out of high school, but yeah. you see a lot of players in the MLB they get drafted out of high school, but they're already committed yeah. to college. So, they go. so yeah. they go, and you can't get drafted like from high school. So like you you'll go to college for three years, and then you'll go right to the farm system. Right. I've also seen players get drafted like multiple times. How does that work? Like in different drafts. Like I feel like I've seen a player get drafted one year and then get drafted like another year. Like the later rounds, not like the first round. I feel like I've seen that before. I've never seen that. Yeah. If that's the case, uh, maybe I'm pulling this one out of thin air, but I think a team can like renounce the rights to a yeah. player they draft. Because yeah, that's, like, like that's what you can do in the round. NBA. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have like the last pick in the second round of the NBA draft and you 
don't think the guy's yeah. worth a and roster don't space, play, you don't obviously. you don't have to yeah. give him a contract. Yeah. And I think it's probably yeah. something like that if that's the probably, case. Yeah. Yeah, and then last thing about the MLB, the All-Star break is happening right now, mm-hmm. and the Home Run Derby's tonight. All-Star the, Celebrity Softball Game tonight. Yeah, isn't the All-Star Game tonight, too, am I mistaken? Uh, no, so it's the Home Run Derby, and the All-Star Game is tomorrow. Yeah. Softball games. So one thing I do know that I actually want to talk about is Otani. He's the the Home Run Derby. It's like seeding, and he's the number one seed, yep. and you know, hit good. the most home runs. And then also he's pitching in the All-Star game exactly. tomorrow. So, yeah. so um, he actually like pretty much begged the MLB. So in the AL, when you're a pitcher, you can't hit. Yeah. But he begged the MLB to hit in the All-Star game. So he's going to be the first pitcher in history of an All-Star game to pitch, to start at pitching, and hit in the lineup. He's the leadoff, too. Yeah, he's the yeah. leadoff. Um, Otani... He, his first season, he was good. He had some struggles. He got Tommy John surgery, so he was out of pitching. But this year, he just really tearing it up, you know, as expected. He is, I watch him all the time. I love him. I think he's a great player. He, I think he's already one of the best Japanese-born players to come to the MLB. And he's definitely going to be one of the best players to ever play the game. You know, people are comparing him right now to Babe Ruth. Um, I think it's too early. But I just think he's just so good. Like, and he, he it's crazy. Any bet he's not going to win. Any Joey player Gallo's going to win. Right there, Joey right Gallo. now. Jo- no, I said that. <laughs> I said that too. Should I say it too? I don't know. Uh, I think anytime there's a baseball player that makes me excited to watch the games, as yeah. someone that's never been a baseball player, or, yeah, a baseball player or a big fan, I think it's awesome for the sport. And I think there's two of those right now that everyone talks about. You know, Otani and Tatis. Yeah. They're both out of this world. But also, uh, I love Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. I think he's a super exciting player. Those three guys he, are very good. You know, it's and they're starting a new wave. Exactly. It's the next generation of baseball, especially Yerman uh, Mercedes yeah. on the White Sox. He's very good. And, you know, it's just, it's new generation. You know, they're bringing, they're bringing baseball back to life. You know, I think it kind of died out the past couple of years and kids are finally starting to watch more because of these players. They're young and they just... Bring. Even if they don't watch more, just knowing... Like, exactly. Yeah. Like watching the highlights. Yeah. We were in like a five-year... That's str- the first thing. We're yeah. in like a five-year stretch where I really didn't know like any baseball players. Yeah. And I've watched Sports Center, and I like, I pay attention to that stuff. But this new wave is really exciting. Yeah. And what's the guy's name? Wander... Uh, Wander Franco. Wander Franco. Yeah. yeah, like all these guys coming up, and it, it's really exciting. And yeah. Got you playing MLB The Show, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love MLB The Show. And th- sometimes that's all it takes for exactly. me. I, I like sports, but not a baseball fan. But when you have exciting players, a good video game, and, yeah. you know, teams and that are on like the rise. And that's like what I love about video games, whether it's Madden, 2K, NBA, or hockey. Yeah. Like, you learn all these players, and you know them. Like, even just by playing them, you know their play style, like what they do, who they are. And like past stats, stats now. And I got to shout out uh, MLB, uh, the show, because it's one of the few really good sports video yeah. games right now. And I can't. I love football. I don't think Madden's good. I love two. Or I love NBA, but two K is just all right. Yeah. And you know, having a good video game is a big deal for someone that's not exactly. a big fan like me. I've started to actually care a lot more about baseball. Okay. Yeah. And I'm. Um, I'm going to kind of predict you guys can do this along with me, too. I'm going to do the home run derby tonight. I'll, I'll make my pick. So, I already gave my pick. So, well, I'm going to do round by round. Oh. So, the first oh, round. You lost me there. The first, I picked the winner. I'm going to just pick my winner. So, so, the first round is Otani and Juan Soto. Uh, Otani's obviously going to win, but tonight, <laughs> oh. Juan Soto, he's having a really rough year. Last year, he had a really rough year, too. I think tonight, he needs a really breakout, like, kind of out of a slump and kind of bring back that boom you know after his after he won the world series super young and was their star player he kind of just went downhill but tonight's a really good breakout competition for him and i think but i think otani will come out with that but i think it'll be both of them will have 20 plus home runs in the first round um next one we got salvador perez and pete alonzo pete alonzo the reigning champ of the home run derby uh i think he's gonna win salvador perez is good but he's just not known as a really good power hitter um but yeah that'll be a good one too so it'll be otani and pete alonzo i think that'll be a really really good one but i think otani will beat alonzo i think it'll be close i think it'll be by a buzzer beater home run um but yeah that'll be a 
very good round. Uh, going on to the next, uh, Joey Gallo, Trevor Story. I think Joey Gallo is going to beat the hometown hero, Trevor Story. Um, Trevor Story is really good. Uh, I followed him going into college and kind of coming up to the MLB. He's one of my really favorite players. Uh, but Gallo has just been on a tear lately. He had 10 home runs in his past 10 games coming into this all-star break. And free Joey Gallo. Get him out of Texas. They are just awful. He needs... He needs to be on a team where he has a chance to win, even even make the playoffs. All Texas sports are awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one we got Matt Olson and Trey Mancini. Uh, both those those are really the underdogs. You could see uh, maybe even them coming out as a like what? How did he get here? But um, I think Matt Olson's going to beat Trey Mancini. Uh, and then Gallo and Matt Olson. I think that'll be another close one, but Gallo in the end will get it. And then Otani and Gallo for the final. And I think Gallo will win, but it's going to be very, very good. A very good final. So we got a lot of hot takes here. Picked almost every favorite uh, seed. No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I because... No, I'm no, kidding. No, Pete is the favorite. I know. That's what I'm saying. I said almost. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I think that makes sense. I'm, I was looking at some stats while you were talking and all this stuff, but that never tells the whole story. Yeah. It's... Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Matt Olson just because that's... Uh, I'm an A's fan technically I don't watch mm. a whole lot but I gotta root for him and also underdog uh with the lower seeds I want to see Trevor Story mm. and you know hometown like you yeah. were saying I think that would be good for it but I'll, I'll roll with Matt Olson why not okay to win it yeah sure why to not? win it all what to win it all I you gotta make when you don't watch the game a lot you gotta make some right. crazy picks sometimes and he's the third right. seed so it's not like the worst take ever but yeah I mean Otani or Alonzo yeah. probably have a way better shot but I'd like to see Olson win it I think that's mostly everything out of the MLB, right? Yep. I think uh, there's... Let me just... Yeah. Yep. So this is the all-star break, so we're halfway through the season. I was going to say my surprise. Yep. My very surprise. So I am very surprised about the Chicago White Sox. You know, they finally found... They're getting in their groove. They're first in the AL going to the break. Their, their young studs are finally showing out. Their pitching staff is going crazy. Um, and they're first. They're going really good. Red Sox, my team... They going from last in the AL last year to going first. It's it's crazy. They're doing super good. Uh, bats are ringing, especially when we have a lot. Uh, we're kind of playing money ball here. Uh, like, oh, I, actually, I do have a question about that. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm confused about how the MLB draft order works because the Sox are top of the AL East. How did they get the fourth pick? And I know you can't trade picks either. Yeah, so, so it goes off of last year. Okay. So it's like it's pretty much like the worst teams. There's no the draft just happened in this and, and season. they do it so in the, the draft okay. has it in the season right. from last year. Because as we're on a sports yeah. podcast, I feel like that's something I should know yep. eventually. Yeah. So it's based off <laughs> of last season. It's right. weird. They do it in the middle of the season. I don't know, but it's really strange. That makes more sense. I guess sense. they yeah. valid. Yeah, they valid. I guess. <laughs> so who's your favorite for the like World Series right now? Is it still the Dodgers? <laughs> Honestly, right now, who I think I I'm gonna say my AL, my American League Championship and the National League Championship. Yeah, let's hear it. I think the American League Championship is gonna be the Astros and. Boo. Yeah, I, I don't like the Astros. No. I hate the Astros. Boo. You suck. Who yeah. are they gonna play? The Yankees or something? No, Yan Yankees yeah, suck. Boo. The cheaters. But we're gonna have the to take the jersey think, off of him. Honestly, I think it'll be <laughs> strip him down. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. Hold on, back. back on. As we go to that, they so in the American League Championship two years ago when Altuve hit the walk off home run to win against the Yankees, he said, "No, don't take off my shirt. Don't take yeah. off my shirt." And they said. Oh yeah, he probably has a vi uh like the <laughs> hold on, hold on, a vibration machine like a buzzer. Yeah, a buzzer <laughs> in on his chest. Uh, that lets him know which pitch is coming, and he said, "No, I have a really bad tattoo that I got that I don't want to explain." And last night he had a walk off home run, and they took off his jersey, and where's the tattoo? He got Nowhere to be found. So bad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. bad. Sure, buddy. Also, Chube, yeah. You're a bum. Bragman, you're a bum. Correa, you're a bum. Everyone in the Astros, you are a bum. You guys. You Stroman, know. too. He ain't even there anymore. Yeah, Stroman, you suck. George <laughs> Springer, you suck. Get out of there. Get out of there. Um, yeah. But the American League Championship Series is going to be the Astros and the Red Sox. But I. Dude, buddy. Shut up. But I think the Astros will win it as much as I hate it. The Red Sox are really good, but they just still. I just, they can't do it. 
you know, I love them, but no. What about the NO? The NO. It's hard to beat the cheaters. It is. I think it's going to be the Giants and the Padres, and I think the Giants... Let's go. No more Dodgers. The Giants are going to win it. I think it'll be the Giants and the Astros. Favorite football team. I don't really watch baseball. But. <laughs> the Giants and the Astros in the World Series, and... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the underdogs. I'm gonna take the Giants against the Astros. They came to the season and I the whole everyone is surprised by them. No one would expect them to be first in the National League. Uh, they are riding hot, um, really good. And Milwaukee Brewers they're doing really good this year too. The Mets also you know it's just a really good year for teams that are have young stars and they're on the come up. Didn't the Giants have a thing with doing well in odd years? Is that or is that yeah to they did yeah. they did have well in odd years in the past like yeah twenty conspiracy like all, like yeah. as of like ten years yeah. ago didn't they yeah. win the World Series in like twenty something recently? Yeah, they won. They won three World Series and it was like in the early two thousands. Um, I think it was like twenty fifth. No, it wasn't twenty fifth. I feel like no, it's it was 2013. No, maybe. Red Sox won 2013. It was, I know I know for a fact it was 2014 yeah. and so 2012, I think. It wasn't that oh, So they're good in even years. It doesn't yeah, matter. Even years, but still, I think they're going to come out and win it. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up. First half of the MLB is done. Um, I'll go over some stat leaders right now. Kind of. Um, so no Dodgers. No, no Dodgers. No. I... You know, just not that team anymore. So, well, I mean, Drake went there on a date, so they're not going to win. Shout out to Mari Bailey. So, Clayton Kershaw, he's getting old. You see, he's in, he kind of declines in the postseason, but he's on the injury, injured right now, not doing really good. And Trevor Bauer, as everyone knows, caught in this really, really bad uh, thing right now. He's going to get released. He, I don't know if he'll ever play in the MLB again, honestly. Um, but. They're good, but I just don't think they'll do it. I don't. I think there's a lot of other better teams that can come out. You heard it here first. The Dodgers are winning the World Series now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm just going to go out to leaders in each one in all MLB. So the batting average, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., .332, really good. Um, home runs, Otani's leading it with 33 home runs. Not surprised. Uh, RBIs, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is winning that, 73 RBIs, hits, Adam Frazier of the Pirates, 115 hits, stolen bases, Whit Merrifield, 24. Uh, in wins, uh, Julio Urias, the one good pitcher from the Dodgers, he has 11 wins, he's doing really good this season. ERA, Jacob DeGrom, 1.08, he is a literal robot. DeGrom he's, throws over 100 consistently, yeah, he right? He is yeah. insane. He... He's, uh, they didn't, he doesn't use any of the sticky substances, and he's still going off. He's insane. One of my favorite pitchers right now. Uh, and he's in the running for MVP and Cy Young Award, which is insane. Uh, and yeah, that kind of wraps it up for the MLB and the episode, I think. Yeah, I think we're on the way out. Yep. Cam, you can wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our episode of the Nosebleeds Podcast. You can follow us on the IG at the underscore Nosebleeds underscore podcast. And I think that's it. Yeah, Nosebleeds out. Mamba out.